right, testing right there. Testing, testing. This is Erica Hart coming live from Severn, Maryland on the ones and twos and threes and fours and fives and over deck seven and over and rapid music. Party over here, party over there, party over everywhere. Party over here, party over there, party over everywhere. You're not in the mic enough, I can tell, because I'm looking at your levels and it's not spiking. You're looking at my levels, you want to read my levels, you want to see me spike, you don't even know how I spike. I'm in the microphone spiking, spiking, because I'm a spike. Mm, mm, mm. Oh yeah, look at those spikes. Spikes. Testing one, two, one, two, three. I don't feel like doing this, to be honest. Well, you're the one that decided to do it at 8 o'clock at night on a Friday. Oh, man. It could just be us fussing. You ready to start? Because we're hella late. I don't care about that. Uh-uh, uh-uh. Don't say that. I don't even care. <laughs> Name best eyes, best dead. The brain remains arrested. Step back, refocus, take a breath. We just had wine and I think maybe a little bit of gluten for the fir- and beans for the first time in 30 days. And Jenna is not as gluten free. Is believe, that recording? Naturally. Yeah, it's recording. Where is it? Right here. Okay, I just want to make sure. Yeah. And we had a glass of wine for the first time in 30 days. Some people asked us why we did Whole30. You want to start like that? Um, I hope y'all we like- survived, y'all. We survived. Um, why did we, cause you said you wanted to why do it we and do I just joined you. And when you be with somebody, you just do the things that they want to do for mm-hmm. the most part. Um, what are you doing? With little to no, like thought around having done it. So that's why I did Hell 30. Cause Erica wanted to do it. That's so sweet. Um, thank y'all. We, we really made appreciate it. that. Some people, what if somebody messaged me? They just were like, what had you? So I, Ebony has um, been telling me to take grains out of my diet. Y'all know that I'm a big, big connoisseur of um, popcorn. And I eat it on a near daily basis. And I also love um, rice. I love rice so mm-hmm. much. Somebody just confirmed that Injetta is gluten-free. Shout oh, out. that's right what's on. up. I right did. On. I figured that. I figured that. I thought so. So it felt good to eat Injetta. We feel fine. Because you're also supposed to reintroduce. So it's really like whole 60. Because um, yes. you can't just jump right back into eating sugar. Melissa Hartwig, don't steal that. Shout girl. out to Melissa Hartwig. About, now we have like the whole 60 now. Just give us some props, Melissa Hartwig. Give us some props. But yeah, it is. It's, it's a lot. It's a lot that goes into it. Um, mm-hmm. Not really, but it's, it is a, a It was hard. Change. I mean, it's uh, you essentially taking out all processed foods. Yeah. Everybody's waving. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. So that's why we did the the whole thirty. I needed to take the, um, grains out. Mm-hmm. I needed to see what's up. Yeah. I was just I was emotionally eating. So I've cried more than I have ever cried on this diet. 
Um, there was a, a bad experience that I had at acupuncture and I came home and I cried. When Stefan Clark was murdered, I cried. Um, and generally speaking, when things happen to me, when things happen in the world, I don't cry. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of bury it. So it was nice to just get it out of my body yeah. um, and not have to go to therapy or go to um, acupuncture to have it out, but just have it kind of come out naturally just yeah. by being upset and not, you know, burying it behind Food. popcorn. Food. And yeah. I, that's another thing too. It's like, it's not even that I can, I don't know if you would credit the whole 30 for mm-hmm. allowing you to release in those ways all the traumatic daily happenings mm-hmm. of a black person. Whole 30 didn't have anything to do with that, but it is a way for you to like not have something immediately available to you in order to like pacify you in those moments. Yes. Food is usually the thing that's immediately immediately available to people. Yes. Um not well, that's a privilege if food is immediately available to you. Yes. Um Yes. In place of your feelings and processing right. your feelings. Right. That is a privilege. If you can eat your feelings, it's a privilege in a lot of ways. Yeah, for um, sure. Though, that's a good point. Um, but that ha- that that's it happens in a myriad number of ways. Yeah. Um, but this time you got to just you could just feel. You didn't have nothing to put in its place. Yeah. What would you say was a big change for you? Um I don't really care. I don't know. I really honestly I guess it's hard for me to discern what changed for me um i lost 10 pounds that was cool um without having exercise but other than that like nothing Mm. that i can really think of Mm. i'm also um going through a brain fog Mm. on testosterone it's something i'm like about it um i was thinking about not talking about it because i'm actually emotional about it Mm -hmm. um decolonize your diet (laughs) (laughs) uh but but see that's another thing about the whole 30 in my at least in my opinion i think it's not because maybe it's a vehicle by which you could decolonize your diet whatever that means but I think it's also important to realize like that it's from a very Western mm-hmm. kind of white lens and it's also assumptive of people's socioeconomic statuses. Yeah, it um, is. Ex- I would say, I mean, I don't, we didn't really do the numbers, but we were buying groceries every week. Yeah. Um, and we usually buy groceries twice a week, well, like every two weeks, but that's because we weren't eating at home. And when you do Whole30, it forces you to eat. It forced you to cook. Yeah. Um, you can't just go to a, you can't just order takeout on Whole30. Like most things on takeout are there and they're full of sugar and grains and it's super easy mm-hmm. to make. Um, and the things on Whole30 were also easy to make because it's not processed. Mm-hmm. So you're using whole ingredients. Um, but it's just, it just takes way more time. And somebody asked, how could you continue to hold yourself accountable to the eating if you were doing it for your partner? That's the testament to how I feel about Erica. I don't need, mm. that is the account. We are each other's accountability system. That's a good question. It's my word. If I tell her I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. Mm. That's all it takes. If I did think somebody, he cheated at some point, I but didn't. he didn't. He didn't cheat. If I tell you, if you, if I really love somebody, or even if I don't, I don't have to love you. If I tell you I'm going to do something for you, I'm just going to do it. It's you don't true. have to be Erica. It's you don't true. have to be somebody in my immediate family. We don't even have to have a relationship with one another. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I'm just going to do it. It's true. You are like that. Like, I'm, you know, and of course it's not foolproof. I definitely all the time be like, I'm going to call you back. Let me call you right back. Don't call people back. I'm Mm -hmm. horrible with that. Mm -hmm. But you know, I then have to go back and could be in communication. Like, 
oh, this is why I didn't call you. I was going through other shit or I was hiding myself because when I'm trying to not feeling well, I'm feeling depressed or anxious. I just hide myself from people until I'm able to be perfect again. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did, this is not the mental ebony mental health episode. I'm very private a lot of times about my mental health. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you want to know how we met, you can go on the Safe Word Society too and listen to their podcast. Safe Word Society podcast. Shout out to Safe Word Society. You I think know how it's we also met? on one of my posts how we met. Too. Also, you can go to our episode how we, how we love and why even bother. Yes, you know it's hella. It's some you can probably Google how we met mm-hmm. and it'll come up because we're not gonna talk about that right now because uh, it's. To head rap. We're actually recording it. We're recording. Hi, Nappy Nina. The Neens. Hi, Uncle Neens. Step back. Refocus. Nina, did you? Shout out to Nappy Nina, y'all. That's our um, podcast music. Yes. So Nappy Nina is in the house right now. Y'all should show her some love and follow, follow, follow. Support Black music. Yeah, actual Black black music. Like we don't have to keep talking about Bruno from the Bay. Yeah. From the from the East. You know what I'm talking about? You feel me? Even though you're from the 60s, but it's all good. You feel me? And I'm from the Severance. Okay, babe. All right. Um, but uh, what's yeah. one more thing I wanted to say about Whole30? I also wanted to do Whole30 because of my relationship with diet world, with the diet uh, world, yes. is that I felt like, oh, I can't, I'm not going to do any diet because then that takes away from my um, politics around that I, I should just be able to eat whatever the fuck I want. Um, because. And eating whatever the fuck I want meant that that meant candy and rice and cake and Ooh. cookies and but okay also, that's decolonized yes but yeah. also eating whatever the fuck i want also means that i can eat healthy shit too and i can take care of my body and you know and buy chilean sea bass and asparagus and not just a piece of cake like i can choose to do that okay. but eating whatever the fuck i wanted just meant candy does that yeah. make sense? Like, I yeah. thought that that meant decolonize, but it could also mean that I want to nourish my body. I want to take care of it. And that doesn't mean that cake doesn't nourish, but I wanted yeah. to actually fill it up with greens and be intentional about what I'm consuming because yeah. I wasn't being intentional at all. I was just yeah. eating whatever was there, and I also was getting insanely hangry yeah. when I couldn't this, have what I wanted. Yeah, you so if I couldn't, if I couldn't have what I wanted right away, I was pissed, and That's I was true. horrible to be around. And for a month, I was not hangry. And it was so so amazing to really yeah. be mindful like yes i'm hungry right now but my mood isn't gonna you were not we've hungry. gotten into mm-hmm. whole arguments because yeah. erica was hung angry yeah like legitimately upset about something because she couldn't eat mm-hmm. now she was hungry like you know what i mean she right. hadn't eaten in like a, a very long period of time had passed between meals mm-hmm. so it was justified but it's just like you was doing hella mad right and it used to bother me when that's something like it would bother early you on in our relationship oh really early on it would bother you no, because you wasn't doing, you know, when you first meet somebody, like, you try not to fart around them or do any of your bodily stuff. I feel like hangriness is, like, bodily, but what you put woke my game up to is that it was in your mind. Yes. A lot of it. It had nothing it to was, do with actual hunger. Yes. Yeah. Because some people don't have food for days. That's yep. correct. So. That's correct. I don't, hangry is a privilege as well. It's a privilege. Yeah. Yes. And, well, oh, so now that you think about it, I did get something from Whole30. I got, I'm very much so into food justice. And hold on one second, I'll show you. It's a book that I got in Oakland not too long ago. This book, you gotta lift that chair. Called Stuffed and Starved by Raj Patel. Um, It is such an excellent 
book around food justice and about how to consume food ethically. Um, and just also really just woke my game up to like how food just doesn't magically appear at the store. Of course I know that, but it really talks about the sacrifices that people who till the land and farmers and agricultural workers, many of which are, you know, people of color, um, and California specifically are Latinx folks, um, and indigenous folks who till the land and who you know, make little to no money doing so. And just the socioeconomic impact that creating food for us has on other people. Oh, wow. Um, it's just like in India, for example, there was because of, um, like this beginning of monoculture, um, which is like a way to just pretty much like there's a company called Monsanto. I'm pretty sure y'all heard of evil, big, big agriculture Monsanto they mm-hmm. they start this thing called monoculture where instead of you having hella different diverse types of crops you just have one crop and that's all the fuck you get to do which is usually corn or soy or some shit that really doesn't you know don't grow mm-hmm. seasonally in the way that it need to um it, shit just don't grow every single season continuously like that mm-hmm. so they give you these genetically modified seeds to do all the shit but basically what Raj is talking about in one of the case studies in this book is that in India, a lot of the farmers in this one particular village were committing suicide Mm. and nobody knew why, but it coincided with Monsanto coming there and working with the Indian government to give them and only offer the farmers those monocultural seeds. Um, So it really broke my heart um, to think about the cost, um, not just the cost of me, you know, buying the food, but the cost of us, of what we consume um, and who actually pays for that. People pay for their lives um, with that. So it really had me slow down about what I'm eating. Mm -hmm. It like really had me be like, I'm actually eating a vegetable. Like I'm eating, you know, beyond this, you know, I think a lot of people who are vegan or who don't eat animals, like they have some weird kind of like holier than thou. I feel like it's a way for white people to be like, it's like controlling and have some saviorship mm-hmm. over something. Now, some people are like, you know, I have relationships with animals. I'm not finna eat them. You know, little Tony the chicken, you know, that's my partner. Little everything. Tony the chicken. You know what I mean? I get that. But this is more so like the humans. It ain't mm-hmm. about no Tony the chicken or the cow which in human life. All spe- human life is not in no way, shape or form more important than other life forms, plant life, mineral life, none of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it, it says something when you actually are talking about the way human beings are impacted by the food system and not just animals. Mm-hmm. So if y'all really interested in shit like that, this book is an excellent read. It's called Stuffed and Starved by Raj Patel. Mm, that's excellent, babe. So, and someone said a precursor to that is sweetness and power. Mm. Um, and I also was thinking about sugar and how my ancestors had to slave over sugar and were murdered and lynched because they were dealing with sugar. And in the sugar business, this country, Domino Sugar is a huge, huge, huge company still that exists. has that still exists that had slaves. Um, so you know, taking sugar out of my diet for thirty days felt yeah. more like more like it get um a conscious decision to yeah. return back to and honor my ancestors yes. in a way. Yeah. Um so that was that was pretty powerful. I want to read that book too. Okay. I'm Sydney. totally gonna read that. But so that's what the whole 30 did for us. Um, yes. It it really I don't know. I think And I didn't do it for weight loss. Um True. I think I've lost weight but I haven't got onto a scale. 
Um, I just did it because I also because I'm getting whenever you have a double mastectomy or top surgery or any sort of major surgery where a lot of muscle tissue has been removed, that muscle memory remains. And sometimes it'll try to connect. Um, and oftentimes that when it's connecting, it's triggered by something maybe you've eaten or it's just doing it. But sometimes I was getting that muscle connection um, pretty frequently whenever I drank uh, wine or especially hard liquor or if I had sugar. Um, and what it feels like, it feels like a very, very, very sharp pain for about uh, 10 seconds. Um, and it happens all over my chest um, and just doesn't feel good. So I needed to figure out what I was eating to kind of localize that pain yeah and i didn't have that pain for a month um yeah. and that was pretty pretty awesome so yeah. I, I know that it's directly linked to food and what i was consuming so yeah. definitely wanna i felt good about that bitter, bitter sugar, sugar slaves, slaves today, today in the, the caribbean, caribbean writing it down. yeah shout out word up bitter sugar oh also um there's no um portion restrictions on the whole 30 someone asked that question you can pretty much eat whatever um but you'll notice that you feel full um quicker because you're not filling it with um you, you know if, if you're eating a lot of vegetables which the whole 30 you have to it's there's no way around it um you'll just get fuller faster yeah so even if you want to snack, what you snack on is like nuts. Yeah. Um, and when you eat nuts, you know, super fatty, they're going to have that effect. They're going to have that effect where you get full. Um, um, and this is my last point about the whole 30 in regards to what you said about the ancestors. I feel like there is so much and maybe the book has been written. There's so much to be said about the stereotypes that people have about the about black food and this sort mm. of ivory tower um, very elitist, oh, sort very of pretentious good. way that people think about food. Let's and it's not just the way seat. that people think chair. about food in the black culture. It's the way people think about food all the time. I had, growing up in the Bay, I grew up around a lot of Asian folks, and people would talk about, like, you know, make fun of the type of foods that they would bring home, you know? Mm. Um, and a lot of my uh, friends who are Asian would talk about that. Mm -hmm. Like, just the differences um, in the type of foods that they grew up on and that they ate. Um, and in how that's not really widely accepted here because um, what is American food? Hot pockets? I mean, uh, yeah, what mass is that? produced as, you know, what was them things? Those pizza roll things, pizza rolls, pizza rolls. I wanted those I, so bad. My, my family would not, not buy, buy them my for mama me. Did not, but that was a delicacy, mm -hmm. a motherfucking pizza roll. I don't yeah. even think that was the name of it. We were not allowed another, to have they that. They have another name. The name is not pizza roll. Yeah. Um, but pretty much, like, I want to reclaim the fact that black people are, black American people specifically, are an agrarian people. And mm -hmm. we eat from the land. And that much of the foods that black people eat are vegetable-based. It is. Um, and are actually pretty healthy for Yams, you. Yams, collard greens. Um, um, yams, collard greens, cabbage, black-eyed peas. Yeah, I was like, thinking pig feet, but I'm like, that's, I mean, that's from the land, like, that's meat. No, pig feet just was what we was able to do with what we was given during slavery. That's true. Um, which is, But that's another thing, what's wrong with pig feet? What's wrong with, I mean, what's wrong People with eating eat those feet? things? Like, okra, like, mm -hmm. it's nothing wrong with eating that food. Yeah. Like, it's just that a white person told you it was bad. Yeah. After they provided it for us to eat. There's racism in everything. It is. So it's just like, I really, 
want to reclaim i want i want to read more literature because i know it exists i know a scholarship because black scholars i got to shout out black scholars do a hell of a job and have done a hell of a job in creating a legacy of scholarship that we can fall back on now for some reason with all this knowledge available people still don't read people still say dumb shit about soul food or yeah. white people come in their communities and they say, Oh, I eat a lot of chicken and waffles. Like mm-hmm. that somehow, you know, makes me inclusive or I eat jerk chicken. And once. now there's hella black people doing vegan soul food too. Yeah. So it's like, you can still have soul food in the ways that works for you. Yes. Which is but fantastic. All this whole, oh, it's, you know, it's not good for you. I mean, maybe that's phased out with the internet. Maybe people don't believe that no more, mm-hmm. um, that black food isn't No, healthy. what's happening is white people are eating black food, so okay, now it's cool. It. Got yeah. it, got it. Okay, mm-hmm. I didn't figure it out. Yes. Okay, y'all, we didn't figure it out. It's, <laughs> it's clear, never mind. Full circle. Never mind what I said. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's, it's back to the internet. Um, it's back to white people being protected mm-hmm. and upheld the things that they believe and like and want and do being yes. palatable and acceptable yes once a white person likes it it's cool yeah head wraps do rags cornrows air force ones them little shit on. okay so all right have y'all heard of the kanye west shoe it's called the mud rat nope. um or have you heard of like you see these shoes that people are wearing now that kind of look like the shoes like the champion shoes from back in the day that, yeah. like, if you was to wear it, you know those shoes, the sneakers you'd wear? In, like, in school, you get teased. Like, yeah. if you wear... Erica, we talk about this all the, the time. The airwalks? Like, airwalks? Like, shacks. I know Nina know I'm talking about, because in the Bay, everybody had... If you had no money, you had shacks. But people used to get made fun of for wearing them. And now they're cool. Oh, and now Yeezy made them? Well, Kanye West has a shoe that looks like it. It's called the Mud Rat. It looked like the shoes you would give... Like, back in those... In, I was in high school and elementary even. Yeah. Like, if you wasn't wearing Jordans, you was going to get made fun of. Yes. Yeah, or if you was wearing some type of shoe that could even be perceived to be remotely from Payless, you was going to get made fun of. Now those are the hot shit. That's hilarious. Even felines. Like, if felines is like... Felines are, yes. Even felines, you'll probably get clowned a little bit. K-Swiss had their time and then they went out. Yeah. Like now, it's now Fila's Urban Outfitters selling everywhere. Now Urban Outfitters is selling Fila, and I know mm-hmm. black it's Fila, but black people say Fila, mm-hmm. so I'm gonna keep saying Fila. Fila? It's Fila. It's Fila. No, it's not, babe. It's Fila. Fila. No, <laughs> but okay. I saw so, Reeboks. I would even say Reebok. Who are the school Reeboks would not um would not be popular when I was in middle school and high school. That was whack. Like the classic uh, what, Reeboks. Fe- oh, Reebok. Oh, uh, no. If you had the Iversons, because remember Iverson was signed to Reebok. If you had the Iversons, that was a shit. No, I I'm talking about Iversons. the old school salt and pepper Reeboks. With the 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 fun, the, with the ones I keep one? showing you. Those are ugly. Yeah, the you high top Reeboks with the two straps in the top. I want those. No. Yes. No. Yes. I don't fuck with uh, them. But yeah. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Read about people wearing feet. They said, I'm, I'm mad felines is popping after the clown they ever see for wearing them. I couldn't even wear them. I used to wear Abrex. I don't know if y'all remember What is the Abrex. brand? Sacconi. I had every color Sacconi. Sacconi's was not cool when I was coming up. Oh, I'm no, older than no. you, darling. Okay, I'm older yeah. than Ebony. Do y'all know that? Ebony, know everybody, thinks, everybody thinks that Ebony is older than me, which I understand. I look old. I have a war-torn lifestyle. Oh, my God. I'm war-torn. Goodbye, Ebony. I've been Goodbye. through a lot of different things in my life. And it shows. Goodbye. Pride and truth. <laughs> um, 
That's right, because Ebony has those ugly ass shoes. Thank you. But I'm grown. But see, ain't that that's the liberation? You can't talk about nobody's shoes being ugly. But you are you are down taken off the roster forever talking about anybody's shoes. But the liberation and being grown is that you can wear Merrells Mm -hmm. and get away with it. I don't give a fuck what other adults think about my fucking shoes. Mm -hmm. Like I'm finna wear whatever I want to wear. As a child, you got to be consideration. (laughs) Somebody said, "Get your Reeboks." He has Merrells. No, Merrells is the shit. I wish Merrells. <laughs> had Instagram so they could send me all the colors. I Somebody really set up an Instagram them. for Merrill's. Please do and trick me because I will be like, send me Those some. Merrill's lit though. Goodbye. And y'all. they are hella cl- I'm a tastemaker. No, That's the thing about me. I'm a trendsetter. I've always been a trendsetter. You can uh, ask anybody who used to know me in high school. <laughs> we used to wear Russian snow hats. Who started the trick? Nina could attest that anybody from Oakland or from the Bay Area circle. 2004 to 2008 can attest to the hats with the fur around them, the Russian snow hats. (laughs) I was the first one in my high school to wear them. I used to go on the bus, people to laugh at me. Mm -hmm. I was like maybe in the 10th grade, people laughing at my hats. (laughs) Why did you wear this hat in Oakland? It didn't matter. I liked it, and that's the shit. Next year, everybody had them. I had a tongue ring, people calling me a dyke and talking, even though I was. Yeah. had a tongue ring. I even had an eyebrow piercing. Next year, everybody got tongue rings. Everybody got eyebrow piercing. How old were you when you got your eye, your tongue pierced? 16. Nasty. We used to go, you know what we used to do? We used to go to the check cashing place on 90th and um, E14. And we used to check cashing place used to give you a laminated plastic ID so you could use to keep coming to the check cashing place. I really don't know why this was a practice. Um, <laughs> you could get a, fa- and it looked like a temporary ID. And I went to Zebra. Shout out to Zebras. Hope y'all don't listen to this. Mm. Um, you might get shut down. But I went. This was many years ago. It was eight years ago. Or ten. Ten. I hope it was ten. Lord Jesus. No, you no. Su- when I was in 2006. Twelve. So I don't. Twelve. Because I'm 27. Um, yeah. I got the f- fake ID. I told them it was a temporary ID. And they gave me a tongue ring. Wow. So I've always been a little scheme. I've always been a little conniving. A little finesse. Whenever he takes his glasses off, you know it's trouble. No. If Ebony takes his glasses off, it's trouble. I don't know. It's either trouble or he's telling the truth from a lie. It's no, this is a little truth. This is yeah, you're telling the truth this. from a lie. You lying? You've lied about I something. I lied, but and I'm now you're like, about I didn't it. eat the cookies. Okay, look, give me your glasses. Erica, don't put my glasses. I'm gonna hurt your eyes. I didn't eat the cookies. Okay. No, Let's have a conversation. I ate the cookies. Okay, y'all. So now we're gonna start talking about real shit. Let's talk I'll about say real shit. Next episode, maybe to talk about like some of the, you know, physiological effects or cognitive effects of testosterone. Oh, you don't want to talk about that? Uh, no, because yeah. I want to get to what the hell we talk about. It's more important things. We, we, if y'all would like a podcast or even just an Instagram story or maybe just a live about Eb's experiences on tea and how it's been for me as well. Um, yes. You, let's, have, you are transition. You might as I'm well transitioning be getting with shot. You. Right. Um, so... Good. We can do that. We could we can have that conversation. I think folks wanna know. Um and yeah. Yeah, it's hella crazy that. as fuck. Um don't talk about it now. I'm not gonna talk about here. it now. Oh Erica, I don't like when you do that. I know, but you have something. It's nothing. Yeah, you probably do. pizza and jetta or something. It's not, but I'll get it later. You don't have to Sorry. Get it. I can't even nobody see it. 
Um, my fiance is going through things. Oh yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, we'll okay. do one. I, I'm gonna do one. It's gonna be the next episode. I'll okay. talk to you all about it, and we'll go live. I think I can see. Remember, I said full circle. If I say I'm gonna do something, I'm gonna do it. All right. But if I need to not do it, I just tell y'all I'm not gonna do it. All right. Next episode, we're making it. All right. We're gonna talk about some serious things that have been happening in the world. Um, folks who are listening in on live, if you feel like we're ignoring you, it's not that we're doing it on purpose. It's because it's really hard for Eb to edit after we've communicated with y'all because it doesn't translate for people who are just listening and didn't come on a live. So don't feel no way. Talk to each other about what we're talking about. Um, this That's also Erica's way of telling me not to engage with y'all. That is, that is my way. Me to say that I'm is. And I'm not. And I'm going to still be like, what's up? Right. I mean, if y'all are being ridiculous in the comments, we're going to talk to you. Yeah. Um, but it's just more stuff for, um, for Ed to edit. So we're going to get into this. Yep. Right now. All right. So in the past two weeks, two weeks, three weeks, um, many people have been murdered by the police. Um, and two of which that got the most press is Stefan Clark and Saheed Vessel. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I don't know, maybe it's cause I've deleted most people off of my um, social media accounts like Facebook and not so much Instagram, but I don't Instagram kind of um, insulates you from hearing from people who have, may have differing opinions than you. Mm-hmm. Um, but Facebook, especially, I haven't really heard from many people that are like, oh, you know, it's not the police or it's black people's problem that they keep getting shot. I haven't really heard violent shit. Mm. Um, so you just deleted people that's violent, not necessarily. I deleted that people, people that was violent back with Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice. Yeah, you um, clean house. I clean house. So I don't really see that. So I don't know what the common discourse is. I don't really care because it doesn't really matter if people agree with what's happening with what's happen what with what the police are doing. Mm. It's that it's happening. So yeah, I don't know. I'm at, I'm really at a loss of words of what to say. I've also I felt completely um, numb yesterday and the day before, mm-hmm. just feeling like I don't really know what to do with myself. Um, yeah. I don't know what exactly I'm supposed to do. I've had this itch to read past scholars and folks who've done a lot of movement work. Um, but at the same time, I'm just feeling like there hasn't been any sort of recourse in this country that really dealt with slavery and the Mm -hmm. ending of slavery. We just kind of moved on. And I hear people talking about, you know, uh, the older people that, you know, enacted slavery and had physical slaves and, um, their children are now dying and, you know, we're moving into a better world. That's what I'm seeing now. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like that discourse. Um, and I just don't think that that's true because even if their parents died, they still had children that listened to the them. The horses died in the stable remains. That's right. There's nothing that actually got dismantled. It's just yeah. that people passed on and, and I, and you cast- know, Okay, when people die, do you forget what they taught you? Right. I mean, right. It's also, it's just, it's not just, it's not just intrapersonal, right? Or interpersonal. Um, Well, racism, systems of oppression operate institutionally. 
Um, they operate ideologically and they live somewhere. So they continue. So even if your parents never said that black people are trash or they deserve to be murdered by police or they're dangerous, your school may have or the place where you work. And it, it's not like happening, saying it directly. It's saying it in so many ways. It's There's a picture that's, that's going around um, the internet right now that's a picture of Trump's interns. And I think it's really funny because people are, it's all, everybody's white, of course. Clearly. And people are saying like, wow, this is not the picture of diversity or, you know, it's so interesting that Trump thought that this was a good idea. And I'm like, y'all, that's the, that's what nonprofits look like. That's what banks look like. That's what schools look like. Every, every, everybody down from the principal to the teacher to the guidance counselor. That's what, your university um, that's what Gucci looks look like. like. That's what any major Burdard Goodman looks like. I mean, all of these places have all white people working there and nobody is saying shit but when it comes to no they the, just buying and they just going to they class just buying and, and that's just... it and, and mm-hmm. maybe people there are hella people that do talk about it that do say something but it why are we pointing out the oval office as if the world doesn't look like that when i say the world i mean the u.s mm-hmm. the u.s doesn't look like mm-hmm. that like that that's so mind-boggling to me and i just think i think we have to parse out where what gets me so upset is that we have to deal with where the violence against black people, anti-blackness exists before we are actually physically taken away before our last breath. And I have worked in places that were so violent, Mm -hmm. so violent where people told me what I was saying wasn't cultural appropriation or what I said um, is wrong or didn't listen to me or didn't let me speak in a meeting or disregarded what I said or, you know, or said, you know, you're not being, you're not being professional in your speak or stole what I wrote. That's all violent shit. Yeah. Like, and what's happened to me is that people don't validate it. Yeah. People don't validate what I say. It's that I have to die. I have to be bleeding on the ground in order for you to validate what's happened to me. Yeah. Right. It's like, oh, I have to go through breast cancer and tell you the racism that existed when I was going through breast cancer for you to actually wake the fuck up. Yeah. So that, this is where I get so, I don't know. I just, so what's up, babe? I was looking at something. Keep going. I'm so upset. So, 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 so upset. Yep. Um, and I just, I don't know. I think we have to start, I, we have to start there. Yeah. Um, of validating. And I always say this, everything always calls me out that I say validating and affirming, but in this case, validating and affirming the things that black people say, the experiences that black people have, where, where are we going to go if those experiences are not validated? And I always see them argue always without a shadow of a doubt. It's like, Oh, but wait, that was a microaggression, not an aggression. I mean, was they, were they really rude to you? It's the same shit that you Mm -hmm. see with sexual violence. Well, you know, were you drunk or, you know, what really happened? Did he touch you or, you know, did you Mm -hmm. really didn't Mm want to feel violated or, you know, do you think you put yourself in in the position yeah, or they you know the maybe they're trying shit. it's the same shit where you just invalidate the sexual violence is white supremacist i mean it sexual is. violence is derived <laughs> from white supremacist patriarchy and if you don't believe it it's i'm sorry it just is what it is mm-hmm. that's inside of sexual violence happens inside of the same hegemony that whiteness happens inside of mm-hmm. that same system of control and authority conferred to white cis men is conferred to it's just it's all power and it's all control mm-hmm. and it's the same thing around 
bodies and especially black bodies yeah especially black femme bodies yep it's the same yep black femme presenting people are the bear the brunt of both of those systems mm-hmm. all of those systems mm-hmm. sexual violence white supremacy white supremacist patriarch like it the list goes on and on and on and on and on they're all working tandem yep they're not disparate yep and so I think though, so that's my other point is like, I'm not saying that like, don't say validate and affirm. I just want, I just feel like that's a, I think it is a way to validate and affirm, but I guess I'm cynical in the sense that I feel like a person, a white person especially could easily just be like, oh, I affirm what you're saying. And now they got a cookie cause they just affirmed oh, God. rather than yes. like, okay, you listening to me now, what are you going to do about it? You just heard you know what I mean? I just gave you a, a insider's digest on my trauma, on, you know, my experience dealing with violence and dealing with racism. And you just validate and you affirm. Yeah. You just listen to it. And yeah. then now what? I get you can that. listen reluctantly. I get You that. can listen begrudgingly. You can affirm and validate without actually doing anything after having done so. Yeah, that's good. You can actually not even get it. There's a you- next step. Yeah. You don't even, you may not even get what I say. Yeah. I think it's, and I, I guess that's another thing. It used to be important to me that white people understood how I felt. And I think I, sh- I don't care anymore. Mm. You don't have to understand what it's like. Open, yeah. read the, read the news. Yeah. Open any article. Mm, that's a word. You know, you don't have to understand how I feel. Yeah. It's not about how I feel. It's too much about the Like I say all the time it's, yep, about effective. the ethic. Yeah. It's not like, oh, you know, because once those people die, you know, they'll, you know, the, the, the attitudes around race and race relations in this country will change. Is that like people get stuck in the affect mm-hmm. because I have black friends or because I love black people or because I love black culture, or because I love indigenous culture, because I, you know what I mean? Because I have black friends or because mm-hmm. I have Asian friends, like that then somehow precludes you from being racist or anti-black or yep. whatever or or anti-immigrant or what it don't preclude you from none of that shit it's just how you feel yeah it doesn't change the fact that you were conditioned into whiteness and whiteness says that everybody else is trash yeah and everybody else is property yeah it doesn't stop that it doesn't stop no show yeah what they used to say one monkey don't stop no show or something. i've never shit. heard of that I before don't know. in my one, life i don't know Some, something mm-hmm. something like that um and I just feel like, I guess I don't even feel like my thoughts are all over the place with this because I just been really dealing. Yeah. Same. Like same. I'm not, I feel like it's this need to intellectualize shit that we experience. And sometimes I'll be running out of words. Mm-hmm. Words are not sufficient oftentimes to describe it. Like you always say, we need another word for, we need a, another word besides racism to talk about the ways that black people have been treated historically in this country. Mm-hmm. Racism is feeling not like the word. Mm-hmm. So microaggression and shit like that's definitely not the word. Yeah. Like, it's nothing micro about it. Yeah. You calling me a nigger, you slapping in my face, or you lynching me. Like, I don't know if the pain can be qualified as lesser. Yes. You know what I mean? That's for the person to decide, the person receiving the harm to decide. And when you put terms like microaggression, you give white people a way to call Mm -hmm. and identify shit that they don't even understand. Yeah. So if you white person, you say microaggression, I'll be looking at you suspect. Mm -hmm. Like what's micro about what the fuck just happened? Mm -hmm. You call it violent. You call it fucked up. Call it what it is. Call it racist. Mm -hmm. Call shit by his name. Mm -hmm. Because people dying as we learn and i just i feel like we're in a cycle it's there is a a person is murdered black people will rally 
then a person is murdered, black people will rally, then a white person tweets black lives matter, black and white people applaud, Mm -hmm. then another person is murdered, we rally, repeat. Mm -hmm. Like there's no shifting anything and I had a thought yesterday, you know, well what is gonna have this actually end? And I really think that white people have to give up benefiting from racism. Like it cannot be that black people work at an all white space or now you have a diversity initiative or now there's something that's going to make sure that there's black people in the space because once black people are in the space, the space is still hella violent. Mm -hmm. So just because I'm black and I work at your space or I spoke at your event, doesn't mean, doesn't mean that it's now safe for me to be there. It doesn't also mean that your organization Mm -hmm. is good for black people. You know what I mean? And so many, so, and even, even all black organizations have this problem too, where it's Mm -hmm. like, Oh, we're an all black organization. We're great. Not if it's founded on white supremacy, Mm -hmm. not if you are doing hierarchical shit that literally mimics the same ways that other white organizations run. Not if you treat the janitor like they don't exist. Right. Not if you're not speaking to me in the hallway, if you see the waiter and you don't, you know what I mean? You don't tip them. For whatever reason, or you treat them like they less than, or you pander, mm-hmm. you you talk to them in a certain condescending tone yep. that a white person talk to you like. Yep. So I'm just wondering that that's the that's the conversation I want to have. When are white people going to give up benefiting from racism? And then I want to talk about what that will actually look like because I know that you said when I said that 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 also means black people have to give up with benefiting from racism, which I agree because that's like you said, it's a sustenance. Yeah, I mean, black people have to give up their investment in whiteness, too. Like, whiteness is all that was offered up after um, abolition. Mm-hmm. It's like there's nothing else to aspire oh, to. You're not so really took you need everything to say that again. from everybody. You need to say that again. That is a motherfucking word. Say that again. After abolition, whiteness was all that was offered up oh, to black people. Oh, my God. It wasn't nothing else. To, you didn't took hella oh. shit from everybody. That's why black people create their own shit. That's why we got our own. Black America's got oh, our own distinct that's culture so juicy. that we created. That's so juicy. That's why Malcolm X always talks. I think, and that, this is such a, a very misunderstood point about Malcolm X's um, Nation of Islam days about um, integration, and they call Malcolm X. You know, and the, the Nation of Islam hella problematic, and Oakland be. Nation Islam got a lot of issues. This is not an endorsement of the nation, but this is not a non-endorsement of the nation. Cause fuck that. Like I do got, I know people, you know, from the nation of Islam and I have respect for them and I got respect for the 5% for the 5% nation of gods and earths. I got respect for all of them and I got love for all of them. Um, so I'm not going to sit in here. I'm not going to sit here and disavow, you know, the entire nation of Islam, uh, because they don't have no type of credence inside of an academic white intellectual ivory tower lens. Um, yes, they say problematic shit. Um, but the point is that Malcolm X was, they were called separatists and, oh, you just want to keep people divisive. People say that now. Who says that now? Mm-hmm. Oh, they're trying to divide us. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're being so divisive. But Malcolm X was like, you want me to integrate into that? Mm-hmm. You want me to integrate into that? Mm-hmm. Into rampant housing discrimination? To sharecropping. That's what we that's what I gotta look forward to. Living on somebody's land as an indentured servant after already having been a slave, born into slavery my entire life. Now I gotta endure that for another hundred years. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want me to integrate into separate but equal? Oh, I got that's it. That's so good. And now what you see, an example of that, is that you see a celebration of black kids waiting at a computer to get 
um, accepted into Ivy League schools. Yeah. And every time I think about that, fantastic. But it is also what whiteness has said is exceptional. What yeah. whiteness has said is an achievement. Yeah. And then we've now bought into that, right? Yeah. And then what happens is that black kid goes to that PWI, predominantly white institution, and they're treated like crap. But guess what? They got in. Yeah. They got in. Yeah. They got in. Yeah. And that's the only part that we get excited about. Yeah. Once they get there, how do you take care of them? Yeah. How do you take care of them? It's not about that. It's not about <laughs> being taken care of. It's not about, it's just about getting in, getting into whiteness. That's all that matters. And in white, it's no space for care inside of whiteness. Yeah. It's yeah. protection and security, but where is the care inside of that? Right. This is for a conversation for other white people to be having. Yeah. About the ways white people treat each other. Yeah. And I see it. Yeah. I see how baseless and superficial and vapid some of the ways that it drive me crazy sometimes mm -hmm. when I'm in, in, in work situations in the past, even in college, working with white people in the callous ways mm -hmm. that they treat each other. Any so people good. who work in film and television, it's so good, especially people of color who work in film and television. You can attest to what I'm talking about. Walk into a predominantly white office and then walk into a predominantly black office and notice the difference. You notice the difference just in sound, just in That's volume. That's an experiment for y'all. Go just inside in of volume. a white, go inside of a white establishment, all mostly white, and then go inside of a black-owned business, mm -hmm. and you tell me the difference. The difference. Mm -hmm. No, it's not always perfect. No, this is a, this is general generalizing, yes. but I'm talking about the culture, the incipient culture of both of these both of these groups. It's like. Or and it's really not it's not about grouping, you know what I mean? It's whiteness was created to protect white people. Yeah, it came white whiteness was first, mm -hmm. then white came, mm -hmm. and then black came as a result. Mm -hmm. That's how I think it went. Mm -hmm. Like I I would I learned this from a BYP meeting back in Oakland hella years ago that black actually came the I mean black this this racing of people as black came from white people. Yeah. And you say this all the time, racism came first, then race. That's right. You had to you had to prove racism by creating race. Yeah. There's there's no other reason to create to to create race but was to prove yeah. that they could continue to be racist. Mm -hmm. You need to say that again. Mm -hmm. The only way that race the only reason why race was created was to continue to be racist and be justified in said racism yes mm -hmm. and to institutionalize it mm -hmm. in the institutions that black people would then have to mm -hmm. finally that would that they finally had access to mm -hmm. after they had been freed yeah after the, uh, this constitution has been amended yeah the constitution used to say that black people were three-fifths of a person yeah it had to be changed yeah amended so, had to be changed Edit. to make room and to make space for black people. And I think another thing too about, I think there's a lot of pathologizing and this is for anybody who feel away about me saying gauge the differences inside of whiteness and working with white people in some of the fucked up ways and ways of being that they have. It's about time that white people start getting pathologized too. That's woo. It's time to create. Y'all want to talk about welfare queens and you know what I mean, and, 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 and looking at you know the ways in which black people die and all the black trans women dying and it's you know so what I mean. Good. Time for diverse, white people to get diverse, that's diversity, diversity inclusion, that's a diversity all terms. and inclusion. Yeah, pathologizing white people now. Yeah, let's talk about what the fuck is wrong with y'all. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Tony Morrison said she knew she had the moral authority when white people used to look down on her. 
She knew it was something wrong morally. Yeah. She knew it was something there that wasn't quite right. Let's talk about that. Let's go. Like that is not, I'm not having it. Yeah. I think I'm, I'm at a breaking point. It's like I'm not finna be hella happy. I'm not finna be hella happy. Mm-hmm. I'm not finna perform on a podcast because I have to because it's a part of our money. Mm-hmm. It's a way, it's a revenue stream for us. It's like motherfuckers is really dying. That's right. Like black people are really dying. It's like. It's a, I, don't, I don't know how, when, when people have said in different countries, including this one, at what point is it a genocide? When is, is genocide announced? Or is there a certain That's amount a of people question. that have to be murdered to the point where it's genocide? Yeah. Because it, it, it is genocide. It's yes. been a continued genocide for 400 plus years. Yeah. Because the ways in which it's literally that police are just murdering black people. That's just it. <clears throat> yeah. They're just murdering them. It's like, forget about it. You walking down the street. It don't matter what the fuck you got in your hand or what you're doing. You're going to get killed. In the length of time, a genocide, I think, from what I remember, a genocide, there's a couple of criteria for a genocide, and I think it's about length of time. Okay. I think it's a number of people killed in the length of time. Well, this is it. And generally, the United Nations are, and fuck the United Nations too, fuck them, like Cardi B said. Fuck the United Nations. She did say that in so many words. Yeah. Not too long ago. Shout out. You know, her album just dropped. Go support her. You know what I mean? Go so go pick that up Black or whatever. Fems. Black femmes. Um, yeah, she problematic, but so is everybody. Yeah. So is all the white people. Yeah. So is <laughs> a police officer who, who killed Eric Garner and didn't get no jail time. Right. And who yeah. had already had investigation and cases against him, but was still allowed to be a police officer. Go off. Could have prevented that person's death. Could have prevented Eric Garner's death had they just fired that person. But notice how fast a nigga get fired from the job mm. for little to nothing. Woo. So you could have fired this person, save somebody else's life. But whiteness, this is such, this is the extent and the magnitude to which people are invested. But here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's another. Here's another kicker. People were hella upset. I talk to people all the time on the phone. Different opportunities. I read the things that people are saying. White people, white people were hella upset and confused when Trump was elected. Yes. Times like Guess what? Trump is still in office. How much shit has Trump said that was problematic, that was non-presidential, that was non-United States, that was not done hella shit, still the president. But guess what? Guess what? How many times did they try to impeach Obama? How many times? I don't know. I just felt like I don't think they did. But they definitely talked about how how much of a trash president he was. Yes, he had. uh, I think that's a gray area. Obama's a gray area for me. Obama's Obama's a gray gray area because I don't believe in the state. But all of these white people are saying they don't. Here's my point. All these people, all these white people are saying they don't like Trump, but Trump is still the motherfucking president. He's still the president. He's not fired. Yeah. You're all saying that you don't like him. All these people, so much agreement. I don't like him. I don't like him. He's trash. He's trash. I can't believe he's president. He's still president. He's still president. Okay, I get what you're saying. So How it's does like, that but that's what I'm saying. You could be, but that's the <laughs> thing because it's that protection. Yeah. It's the this whole episode could be called the protection of white people. Yeah. All the ways in which, what did your friend Jay, what did they say, Jay Mace? What was mm-hmm. the poll on their face? All the ways that we protect white innocence. And all the ways that we protect white people. Mm hmm. And all the ways that white people protect white people. Yeah. 
I'm gonna start calling. I'm not gonna call white people out on the effective things. Yeah. I'm gonna call white people out on their complicity in the system. Yeah. And not just in their individual behaviors, not in just the things they do and they say and do, mm-hmm. maybe earnestly or you know innocuously or inadvertently or because they ignorant. No, I'm gonna f- start fucking calling you out for the shit that you don't do. Mm-hmm. The shit that you didn't do. You didn't. You, it, it's just like okay. You are still on Twitter. Twitter has refused to disable Donald Trump's yep. Twitter. Go, that's this is what I mean. They said it's of historical significance or some shit. This is he what didn't I bro- mean. It's a you can look it up online. He has broken probably every what are the community agreements mm-hmm. or the rules and the conditions and the user terms and. Mm-hmm. He's content. He's broke them. He's made this threats don't like against him people. So much. But you. But it's times like these, and you know, with the president. Oh, and everything, I can't believe and, what he tweeted. You know, I just need to go on another <laughs> panel. I think you know, and talk mm-hmm. about it, or you know, I think I just need to create another conference. You know, to talk about you know the president in times like these. You know, instead of actually putting my life and my livelihood mm-hmm. and my finances and my body on the line, such that he is no longer the president. Yep. Nope. You know, I don't need You're not to gonna like, do shit. Go because if you go do something about it, then you could die. But no, no, no. You don't need to die. Just keep letting black people die. And let's so keep letting black people rally and rally around police officers. Because yep. all the rallies that happened with Stefan Clark and Saheed Vessel and Tyre, and Trayvon Martin and Tamir Rice and Sandra Bland and Karen Gaines all had police officers. Yeah, let me tell you what. But let thing. me tell you something. But let me tell you something. When the little white kids from Parkland and March for Our Lives let's talk about how many police officers were there let's talk about that yeah let's talk about how many police officers were there and also let's talk about how what they were talking about was gun violence against white schools they were not talking about police brutality yeah and they went on twitter and they went on facebook and they went on instagram and and scrolled through the memes and fucking you know just kind of scoured whatever they could from memes and threw it in a speech and yeah. did all the sloganeering that you know yeah. I, as and adults, black people we need to we need to come together with black people yeah because, because i just thought about that they exist and, and that like and you know that we're getting a lot of press because we're white and white passing and that's what's in, we need to talk about that bye Goodbye. Sorry. Sorry, y'all. Goodbye. Goodbye. And that nobody is calling him out is beyond me. And I'll say something too. <laughs> Corinne Gaines and Sandra Bland, there wasn't mass rallies in their name. There was for Sandra Bland. Not for Corinne Gaines. No, no. For Corinne Gaines, no. No. Mm-hmm. And the other myriad number of black women who have been killed mm-hmm. by the police. Mm-hmm. Cis and trans killed by mm-hmm. the police over uh, and happening concurrently i said this on the podcast before mm-hmm. happened concurrently mm-hmm. with the deaths of black cis men yeah they were happening at the same time marie Fay was killed in the bronx a month ago yes and nobody nobody talked about it i didn't even know about it until today i know murdered. about it i didn't know about it murdered it wasn't people didn't there was no outcry you know about it because you read everything possible on the internet but there was no large outcry about Marie Fay. There wasn't. Yeah. This, that is now, now we are having an intersectional conversation. Yeah. <laughs> you understand? Yeah. People keep using intersectional feminism. I have no idea what the hell that means. No, I don't intersectional know. Intersectional feminism. You are being intersectional when you are now having a conversation that includes how people are impacted at their many intersections. And not just any people, though. <laughs> not just in, black, fem, 
femmes, black Period. women, black trans women. It is literally focused on black women. That is what Kimberly Crenshaw's mapping the intersections was all about. That is the foundation of intersectionality. If one more person says, white person especially, says we need to be intersectional, I'm going to scream. Yeah. Because you don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. You literally are just trying to say that for chocolate chip cookies. Yeah. Stop. Yeah. Stop fucking saying that. (laughs) It makes no sense. Also, something that Dr. Crenshaw has said recently is that there's been how, you know, white liberals are co-opting the use of that word. Oh, she said that? She has said that. Oh, so good. Oh, so good. So good. I need the link. I need the link. They are. They are co-opting it. We and the word be been around since 1992, right. wasn't it? Yeah. 92 or 93. Yeah. This is not new scholarship. Yeah. This is not new black people being killed. Yeah. Black cis, went, cis and trans women being killed. Mm-hmm. It's just like, it, it and I just, I, I, I always, you know, you always say bring the conversations inward. It's like, it's just like, I'm even conditioned. Like, oh, I'm mad because Stefan Clark died. But then, you know, somebody right in the Bronx. Marie Faye lived in the Bronx. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And was killed. Like, a, and it was a young person. Yeah. Also, also was a young black person. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, no, no Twitter activists, no BLM, no bodies marching up and down the street up Nostrand and Maple. Yeah. No white person got a banner for this person. Yeah. No March for. So I just let you know right now, y'all don't have to do the research March for our lives. And none of the little white kids from Parkland that got all the, the Twitter, um, verified handles and got, um, speaking gigs and things like that. None of them have said anything about black people dying. So all of that stuff about, Oh, we want to talk about black people and black people mm-hmm, are, mm-hmm, it's all a mm-hmm. ruse to get you get money. And one thing I want to <laughs> say too, you know, and I, and I see some white people on here, they come, you know, I just, I haven't been engaged. I've been doing good. I can, you have multitask. been doing good. You know, talking about, you know, like white people were everything. I don't know if you white or not, but you know, some white people say things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, one person on my Facebook was like, I'm white, but I'm no longer white. I'm olive. Yeah. Like making light of the shit, mm-hmm. like using it to self deprecate in a way that's funny. Like it ain't funny. It's not. And, um, and especially when white people do that, like little, I just feel like it's, it's lame. Yeah. Like, Oh, I'm so white. It's I'm separate. horrible. I'm bad. Like, I feel like subconsciously, that's not just a reconciling of guilt or a, a, a disavowal of white people. You're not actually decrying whiteness. You're just not doing shit at all. Yeah. You're just talking. You're just giving lip service. Yeah. Like if white people ruin everything, stop them. The go tell them. Tell them right now. Go tell Don't them tell, in your go tell Uncle Johnny. Don't tell go me. Go get the shit motherfucking popping because Marie Faye was shot. That's right. Go get it popping because Kayla Moore was shot. Go get it popping because Corinne Gaines was shot. Because Facebook shut down her page. This is what I mean by that's what it's going to take for us to give up our investments in whiteness. We got to let Facebook go. We got to let this thing go. Mm-hmm. We got to let Instagram go. What These you companies say? You don't said give we got to let the house it. go. You know what I mean? The, Audre Lorde, the master's house. We'll never you got to get rid of the whole house. You can't take the floorboards out, floorboards out and keep the frame. The whole house got to go. Mm-hmm. And everybody in it got to go. We have to leave. 
And I don't really, I'm not sitting here claiming that I know what that looks like or what that means or that I am not invested, that I am not complicit, but I don't really have a lot of different choices. White folks got hella options. Mm-hmm. France, France Fanon say the, the, the state loves binaries. The state loved binaries. He wasn't just talking about gender either. But that's applicable. The state love, they give you the options, one or two. You either make noise or you suffer for it, and you're going to suffer anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm really interested in your thoughts about Stefan Clark, because I feel like we've been working hella separate from each other, and we haven't really had a chance to talk about that mm-hmm. um, and about you as a, you know, a black non-binary femme, you know, about this whole Stefan Clark the old misogyny, misogynoir, the old tweets, you know, mm-hmm. that are not surprising. If you ever talk to, you talk to cis black men sometimes, they generally say, speaking, generally they speaking feel. now, say <laughs> something, you know, people hate black people, period. Mm-hmm. But I think people hate black cis, cis and trans women mostly. Yes. Like it's black. They hate black films, period. Cis or trans. It really doesn't matter. Non-binary too. Yeah. I think Stefan Clark was murdered by the same anti-blackness that he harbored. You want to get some background to that? Um, so Stefan Clark had some people went into his uh, Twitter and his Facebook and found some tweets about him saying, you know, uh, I love like um, I think he said I want to say he said Oriental. I feel he like said I remember exotic, that. My bitch exotic. exotic or something. Yes, like that. he like exotic women, and he was basically he was anti-black, like as, ag- fuck. as fuck, and was dated somebody who was not black and felt that that was important and his children are half something I I've don't heard, know the I don't identity know how I believe they are Asian half Asian? Asian oh okay yeah um so From I don't where, know, know. and you can find these tweets pretty easily but mm-hmm. I think I do think The Root said this, so shout out to The Root, is that Danielle said this in an interview that it's interesting that when black people die that people will go back into their tweets and find all the damaging stuff and bring it to light even in death. But when people like Nicholas Cruz shoot up a high school, then they are a troubled kid. And it's like it's the just, Austin bomber. The Austin bomber is he. What That's did they triggered. say? He was just um, had a young man with many challenges. A many challenges. Life. Yeah. But they, you're not going back and looking at what the fuck had that motherfucker do that and actually unearth that. Yeah. But you're you're actually going to unearth the shit about a person that was murdered in his backyard holding a cell phone. Like that, it's just like for you to, you want to do that so you could distract from the fact that the police officers didn't tell the grandmother of Stefan Clark until after he was murdered. She had to go and look backyard, look in the backyard to see her grandson laying there. That's why you want to unearth those things. I do think that it's valid for black folks to know that this person was anti-black because it's black people on the front lines. I'm sorry. It's us. It's always us on the front lines marching. It's always, always, always us. So I do think it's important for us to know that. And I think it's important for us intracommunally to have a conversation about that. Um, and what does that look like to fight for somebody that would have never showed up for us? Mm-hmm. Um, but at the end of the day, it's, this is what I mean. It's like, is it all black people or is it some black people? For what? Is it for liberation? Is it black people that are intellects who know what anti-blackness means and who know what intersectionality means and know what, you know, movement spaces look like? It's, or is it everybody? But it's this is, all of us. But this is what happens all the time. People talk about Cardi B, Cardi B, transphobic, blah, blah, blah. And you're ready to write her off almost immediately 
But it's like you haven't actually had any conversations with Cardi B. <laughs> yeah. To have her get that what she's saying is transphobic. It's just like you want to write people off immediately. Right. And I feel like that's what's happening with Stefan Clark too, where it's like, nope, not fight, not not marching for him. Which I'm like, if you're black, I got it. I totally got it. I get if that. If you're a black femme and you like, I'm cool off Stefan Clark. I the I am with you mm-hmm. and I hear it and I'm gonna take a page out of your book. I straight up affirm and when I say affirm and valid, I mean that shit. Mm-hmm. Like I'm all here with you. Yeah, I'm here, I just I'm, have a hard time because I just think this person was still, regardless of their views, their their opinions, they still were murdered and it, it, it's like I don't know. They still were murdered by the same you know anti-blackness that they carried it's it's made no difference yes it made no di- here's the thing it made no difference that stefan clark was anti-black it literally made no difference but guess what it did it did make a difference with the police officers who were anti-black because you're he's right. no longer you right you're right so i'm just right. saying it's you're not right. that's not what we fighting for i'm and not to trying your to point i used to be one of those people that say you know some black people ain't going like to liberation it's a, it, the conversation is getting real intracommunal right now mm-hmm. for black liberation some people ain't going. I used to say that all the time. Mm-hmm. Like some niggas is just beyond mm-hmm. reproach. They're just beyond the point of no return. Mm-hmm. I disagree. I disagree because I'm getting more in touch with what I'm getting more in touch with our ancestors. You always say you want to learn from the ancestors. Mm-hmm. You want to learn from the people that came before us. There is a proverb, an African proverb, proverb that says I am because we are. Mm-hmm. I can't in good conscience you know, say that I'm about blackness and say that I'm about black people and I love black people mm-hmm. and just give up yeah. on their liberation. Yeah. Because it's the like, cost of their life. Because that is the work to be done. Right. Before Stefan Clark gets to the backyard. Right. You know what I mean? That's the work to be done when the nigga tweeting these things. Yes. That is what's to be done. Yes. That's the work to be done so we can be like, bruh, like, Let's check in. Yeah. It's holding black cis men to account. Yes. That's love. Yes. How you, how we going to get them the liberation? We going to be dealing with them saying shit like my bitch exotic and I love foreign and this and that and being hella, you know, anti-black and, and hating black women and liberation. Right. That's what Wakanda look like. Ooh, 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 That's ooh. not real. That's what Wakanda look like. <laughs> Leaning on black films, having them do everything for you fucking on them and then getting your issue and dipping Ooh. or living off of them, living in your mama house, living off of them and not showing them no love and no respect, mm. whatever love and respect looks like in your particular co- household configuration mm-hmm. or your co- particular intimate relationships or just the relationships with black women on the street. Mm-hmm. You're going to keep killing black trans women and, and, uh, and I'm supposed to be okay with that in liberation. But that's the thing. Before, too. After we get liberated, but, th- but be this okay. is hella white too. I'm sorry. It just okay. it, it's hella white to be like, oh, Stefan Clark had these views. Not fucking with him. White people do that all the time. Yeah. Not fucking with him. Oh, my uncle voted for Trump. Not fucking with my uncle. Not talking to my uncle. And guess what? Nothing changes. That's Nothing right. shifts. We're gonna we're gonna that, stand there and fight for Stefan Clark because we're not. It wasn't Stefan Clark murdered himself or killed himself because he couldn't date an exotic person. It's Stefan Clark was murdered because he was standing in his backyard black. True, but then I think also, babe, there is something to be said, and I've this has been my thing for years about the lack of attention, media attention, and also 
activist attention also people with the platform to leverage mm-hmm. some type of change the lack of attention paid to black films being killed by the police i, I mean and this about is black films being killed period this is real at the race that they are is so disproportionate i cannot i just I, I just feel a way about it i just mm-hmm. feel like there is inside of whiteness once again because it's all inside of whiteness don't get it twisted there is some type of acceptability and palatability that black cis men have. In fact, there was a study done around desirability politics and attraction. Mm-hmm. And I think whoever, like people had to like vote on who was the most attractive to them. And people voted, I think it was white cis women and black cis men mm-hmm. were the most attractive groups wow. of people. Wow. Like people that they found more attractive. Well, that's a fetishizing too. It's eroticizing fetish- and yes. big dicks and all that stuff. So the yes. myth about that all that yes mm-hmm. and that has a lot to do and with being it. highly sexual and yeah mm-hmm. but what happens when you start to believe the mythological things right and you create create a lore about yourself as a black man right around those false ass fake ass things yeah yeah and you gotta live up to that shit yeah you gotta have a, oh, a foreign yeah you gotta be with somebody you know you know who's a white who's close to whiteness and Ain't it also about shows that foreign. decolonizing is a privilege to have this information, to know what this means, to be able to read a book and understand what Franz Fanon is fucking saying. That shit is hard. It's, yeah. not, it's a privilege to understand mm-hmm. this, to have access to it. I didn't know who Audre Lorde was until college. So, like, yeah, and that's because I went to yeah. college. I don't even know if I would have ever learned about Audre Lorde if I didn't go to college. So, yeah. you know, not knowing these things, I mean, I'm not, I'm sorry, but I'm not gonna... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna come for black folks for being anti-black in the same ways I am. I'm for not white gonna people. come for I'm black people not. either, and I. I'm not gonna come for black people either. Mm-hmm. Period. When it comes to anti-blackness, anti-blackness alone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say that it is that not coming for that is a part of and works in tandem with the fact that we don't know Crystalline Barnes and we don't know Tanisha Anderson. Mm-hmm. You know, we don't know Cynthia Clements. Mm-hmm. That when Korean Gaines died, it wasn't no huge uproar. Mm-hmm. And these are just a very small part. This very, this a fraction of the names. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it is, it's just, it, that you have to have a, a, a movement called Say Her Name mm-hmm. because people wasn't. Yeah. And now you got motherfuckers talking about Say His, what the fuck? Yeah. Say His Name, trash that. Yeah, stop saying that. Charlene, Charlene Carruthers talked about that. Trash it. Saying Say His Name literally invalidates the whole reason that Say Her Name exists. Y'all were already saying his name. You don't need to say hashtag Say His Name. That was already the case. We say Say Her Name because people are not. And they still don't. Yeah. They still march for Stefan Clark and Saheed Vessel and don't say Marie Fay. No. They don't say and it. It's they in actually New York. march for Saheed Vessel, but not Marie Fay. Yeah. <laughs> that happened yesterday. Yeah. They don't they didn't march for Natasha McKenna. They didn't I mean, they marched for Sandra Bland yeah. at a point, maybe. They did. They did. But Sandra Bland was there was like back to back murders. So there was other people, black men. Yeah, who were but also I, murdered. but uh, true. But it was people before even Sandra Bland, black women was being killed by the police. That's true. And not even just a black woman being killed by the police. It was a whole book. The new Jim Crow was written specifically. Oh, I need to read that again. The new Jim Crow, shout out to Michelle Alexander, but it was written. She, she preambles this in the introduction to the book where she's like, I'm just focusing on black men. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, she didn't have a language in here, but I think she meant cisgender mm-hmm. black men incarcerated. Yeah. 
So everybody's framework, the number one, I guess the 20th century framework for understanding the, the prison industrial complex was written with black cis men in mind and nobody else. Mm-hmm. But what about the black fans of prison right now wallowing mm-hmm. in both men's institutions and quote unquote women's institutions? Mm-hmm. With nobody talking about them. Mm-hmm. You say people name after they die. Mm-hmm. You're not saying it now. Mm-hmm. So you this cycle that you bring up is something to really look at. Yeah. Y'all, y'all gotta really it is it's it's cyclical and it's and it's weird. Yep. That like people just I don't know, it's like even the outrage is a part of it. It's like somebody got people got something to be mad about. Mm-hmm. It like, you know, breaks the monotony and the mundanity of your life for a second. Mm-hmm. Because it, like you say with cancer, it's like you just happy it's not you. Yeah. You say it about cancer. Oh, you saw mama inspiration. You just happy it's not you. Mm-hmm. You just happy you're not the one. With, you just happy it's not you laying on that ground. Mm-hmm. You just happy it's not you with your face, you know, on that poster. Mm-hmm. Or on that wall on that t-shirt. Mm-hmm. And in juvenile, somebody, and in juvenile institutions. Mm-hmm. A little, a black, a, a black, a small black family maybe I think high school, eighth or ninth grade, just a couple years ago was dragged across a floor. Mm-hmm. Was that a inside microaggression of a or was that racist? It was inside of a school mm-hmm. police officer by a police officer mm-hmm. and the teacher let it happen. And it's, and, um, a, a, another black family who was in the class was trying to defend her and they threw her out. Mm-hmm was recording it, was actually responsible for the recording that we have of it today. Parkland, where was y'all at then? Where mm. was the students in Parkland then? Oh, yeah, it didn't matter. Mm. It may have mattered to them, but not like this. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter to George Clooney. It didn't matter to Oprah. Yep. It didn't matter to Kanye West and Kim Kardashian, mm. who were both at these some of these um, March for Your Lives rallies with their kids. Oh, this is such a, oh, this is such a great cultural moment for Northwest. I'm so happy she was able to be here. These are our new leaders. They are it. So, um, because they're not saying nothing. That's what, but that's, but that's what we, that's what activism looks like. Say intersectionality. Say we need to center black people. And you don't even need to say that. Say never again. Create some sort of hashtag, and you can make tons of money being an activist. Yeah, tons. Get a speaking gig. Be light skin. Let's let's put together a perfect let's, activist. Okay, okay, let's go. All right. If you are light skin, preferably with curly hair, curly not 4C, hair, not coarse, not this, not four C, not three C, not this. You got to be at least what is it a two C, something like that, a one C, a B, one of those C's. Uh-huh. All right. So you need it needs to be big, like a big, like curly, a big curly poof. Right. Preferably colored, maybe blonde. Right. Okay. Probably blonde. You have some blonde streaks, maybe yeah. a little pink in the back. Yeah. What um, else? You also need to have like European features to some extent mm-hmm. but like your nose can be thin but mm-hmm. your ni- your lips have to be thick like yeah. you have to be bold right so yeah. if you wear a bold lip with a red t-shirt that says black with a white t-shirt with Black Lives Matter it all pops got it right got you got, it, got that alright so you also need to be thin 
right? Thin gotta or be. medium size. No large. Or you got to be proportioned in a you certain way. You got to be proportioned mm-hmm. in a certain way, mm-hmm. right? Uh, brands have to go work with you, right? Because you're doing such a great job. Yeah. Um, you need to post selfies with, um, what the fuck is his name? Joe Patagonia. Biden. No, Patagonia. Oh, uh, the nigga with the blue jacket. The Forgot nigga with the blue jacket. Don't even matter. The yeah, nigga with the, the blue, blue jacket. Vest. Y'all know who we talking about. Yeah. You need to wear Converse. Um, and you need to talk into the microphone when you go and speak at places like this. Yeah. You know, we're, we're here today because we are, we're taking action. We're really taking action against the violence that happens Mm. to our communities. All, all, all of our communities. All. All of them. You know, black, Um, white, black, black. I'm just so happy of all the people who are out here tonight and who came out. I'm really moved by that. Um, And I just want to thank Gucci, um, Uh, Louis Vuitton, Vuitton and Um, Burdorf Goodman for sponsoring this event. Thank you. Oh, and Uber too, because they gave some money as well. (laughs) Um, Yeah, if somebody puts you, you got to have clear skin and cool jewelry. That's right. Oh, you got to have to have education. You have to have gone to college. You You got to have went to college. You got to have rings. You got to have went to college and you got to have on like some new Air Maxes or some Air Force Ones. Yes. and you, you, Joe, Joe said, said you gotta have a white gotta, partner. You, Let's white, go. Right, or your partner gotta be hella black, and you only dating them because they black. That's right. Because <laughs> <laughs> they dark. But they skin. don't get no screen time. They don't get no screen time. No, no, no. Yeah. So and that's you, the that's the activist kit. If y'all are interested in that, you can make hella money and not do anything, not mm-hmm. make no difference. But mm-hmm. the world will make it seem like you are. You'll get maybe like 1.5 million followers. You'll tweet things like Black Lives Matter hashtag Stefan Clark. And you'll make a shirt. You'll make with a shirt. Stephon, the ways that Stefan Clark died. I got a problem oh, talk with that. that motherfucking shirt. You gotta talk I about gotta, that. I gotta. I'm gonna reach out to that person because yeah. I think that person might be a young uh, I black think they are. I think So they are. I'm gonna actually reach out to them. But I got a problem with that shirt. They it's don't know what shirt you go- It's a shirt that's going around. Then Oprah will give you a show. That says, oh. <laughs> it's so funny. Um, um, Oprah will give you some money too, yes. where you sit on the show with Oprah, like, oh my god. So excited to be with Oprah. Oh my God. Like, oh my God. Did you see what she was wearing? I know. But the thing is, is that activism is really changing the world. And that's what I saw. You know, I really took a step back in being in Black Panther because I knew that I shouldn't take up space as a light skinned person. You know how you like it when you love it on me. And I'm in a evil with me. That's what a meme said. God, I don't know who wrote that meme. That Here's a credit card, poor people. Yes, you know <laughs> what I mean. That was a meme that I saw circulating, talking about God's plan. Start playing in the background. Um, no, she just invites you to super soul conversations. Yeah. I'm done. <laughs> Oh, and then you go to like a non-black POC person store and then you talk on the end of their store even though they hella racist as fuck. Well, and they have jewelry that says fuck racism. Oh, 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 oh. And I'm not taking that back. It's I don't a give drag. A fuck. It's a drag. I don't give a fuck. We gotta do better, y'all. People are actually dying in the streets. It's not a game. Oh, and you I'm do not have that one more thing about that. Oh, you gotta have pretty privilege. Oh, you must. Oh, somebody said pretty. Oh, yeah. Shout yes, out, Victor. Right. Pretty yes. privilege is a must. You Ain't no ugly activist, y'all. Ain't no ugly activist. Ain't not one. Not no ugly, commercially viable, making money, getting corporate sponsorship activists. Not one. And then once you, you know, you stop taking to the streets and you stop protesting and maybe you are not interested in going to the Golden Globes anymore, mm-hmm. you will write a book. Mm-hmm. 
you will write a book about <clears throat> all the work that you've done. Yeah. Um, and you'll put it on Amazon and yeah. lots of people will probably buy it and continue mm-hmm. to make you very mm-hmm. wealthy. And the world will remain the same if people mm-hmm. continue to die and you'll continue to tweet and repeat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you'll get free um, jewelry from yeah. people who's you get free jewelry PLC, and you'll get black you know culture and lots of free things. All right, so that so oh the shirt um it's um I don't know if y'all saw the shirt that Frank Ocean wore on his tour I think in 2016 or 2017 it was like why be racist homophobic or some some sexist but if you could just be quiet it's the same company I think it's called Green Box mm-hmm. or something like that um and I want I'm gonna support the youngin I support young people young black folks doing things and making things for themselves I just think that this shirt is in poor taste because mostly white people probably just buy it it's, also, it's a shirt that says stefan clark's name and like all the ways that he was, he was murdered yeah and then like it that. also it also like the proceeds need to go to his family like i'm sorry i don't think that we should be profiting off of black death i don't think we should have a t-shirt about it. i just yeah. i i think with the t mm-hmm. back in oakland is one thing about oakland oakland we famous for the r.i.p t-shirts mm-hmm. but those people in our families mm-hmm. like people that are friends like people that we're hella close with mm-hmm. not a rent not a person we don't know right with a high profile police shooting death right you know what I mean? Right. Like it's people yeah, that it was we people know. That a way to created mo- it to, yeah, to you memorialize and you yeah. keep them in that way. They even now the youngsters in Oakland nowadays they got lanyards and shit with people's faces on them for the mm-hmm. funeral. Like you know what I mean? Like it, it's it that is something that for me as an Oakland cultural artifact is very important. But it's not sold to everybody. Mm-hmm. You can't go to the store and buy it. Yeah. R.I.P. That's right. You Burger, can't, it's made, it's made by, yeah. R.I.P. Mook, R.I.P. You can't go and do that. Yeah. This is being produced and anybody can buy it. You didn't say, oh, well, only, you didn't put parameters on who could buy it. Right. You have to be more responsible. And I think about Stefan Clark, it's just and about anybody, when it comes to death, I'm just way more like, I just, I don't know, I have a respect for it. And I think with the internet and with these, the, the way media works, it's like, some people's deaths are honored more than others. And, um, but it's also just like people use people's death in a way that is just, I don't know, maybe I'm old fashioned, but with death, I just try to like mm-hmm. just hold space for the fact that a human life was lost. Yeah. You know, I don't know how it feels to die yet. I've not died. Yeah. Like I, I don't, that's something that I think about all the time. It's like, I don't know what happens when the lights go out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Forever. And they'll never come back home. Like yeah. I just really, really try to, whole space for that level of grief for people's family, but also for that spirit. Yeah. For that, that spirit that's transitioning and trying to pass on. Yeah. That's, that's trying good. to get somewhere, wherever yeah. it's going. Yeah. I don't know where people go. I'm Christian. I'm Christian, Muslim, Buddhist. He, you know, not All Hebrew, Christian, <laughs> Christian. What am I? It's I'm a Christian, Islamic. Buddhist, Muslim, Muslim, um, oftentimes. And it changes day by day. The more I learn. Um, but I try to just, I don't know where people go when they die, but I just try to hold space for wherever they gonna go Mm -hmm. and for wherever they are and they transition. And I just don't like shit like that. Like I just have hella respect for death to put it in some other way. Um, I just really do. So to sell a t-shirt like that, what point are you actually trying to make? Mm -hmm. You're not making a point about police brutality and it's also you could get murdered by police wearing that t-shirt so it's not like it's not gonna stop them they're not gonna be like oh wait wearing a stefan clark shirt 
No, it's what? just a, a cookie. What you said, a cookie grab. It's a chocolate chip cookie. You get a you get a cookie. You get a cookie. Now I really want an actual. Somebody cookie. put why not Hebrew? Um, I f- no. Hebrew is a language. That's just no Hebrew. You no Hebrew. Hebrew is a language. Like, also, people. <laughs> but right, but not a yes. religion. You mean Jewish? Is that what they mean? That's what they mean. Yeah. They meant Jewish. Yes. Yeah. Um. I actually love the Hebrew language. I want a Bible in Hebrew, but that's just what the spiritual traditions that resonate with me. Hebrew. I think so. It's I thought you Hebrew. can only read Hebrew, but you speak something else. No, I don't know. Oh, I don't know. All I know is I think the Torah is written in Hebrew. I know it's, you can only read Hebrew, but it's but what when you, you speak. It's something is it, else. Um, but maybe I'm wrong. Maybe is it I'm Yiddish? wrong. I don't know. You could be a Hebrew. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, cool. Hebrews are black. But me, I'm just, yeah. I, what resonates. So one thing about spirituality is, is it, Speak it comes Hebrew. to me. Okay. It comes to me. Modern Yiddish. Yiddish. That's oh, what I'm thinking. Yiddish. I'm thinking slang. of Yiddish. Oh, okay. got it. Read Yiddish. Uh-huh. Jewish people read Hebrew and speak it. Oh. Hebrew, and Hebrew and Yiddish are two different languages. Oh, oh. Well, y'all. Okay, okay, y'all teaching over here, but everybody else on the podcast can't get it. Black Jews call themselves. Y'all got all different opinions. Oh, I'm gonna let y'all work Jews it out. Jews call themselves. I well, thought there black- is a such thing called an Israelite. That is, y'all do understand an Israelite is different. In the the new spiritual tradition, an Israelite is different. Mm. Like black Israelites, that's something way different mm. than what. Either way it go, I'm I'm these are the spiritual traditions that resonate most with me. Yes. Is Islam is something I'm really called to. Um the the teachings of Christ, I call it Christianity to identify it to others. Um but the institution of Christianity um is not something that I follow, but mm-hmm. Christ chose me and I chose Christ and so that's just all, you know what I mean, and Buddhism. Mm-hmm. which has really helped me in some very dark times in my life and has super common threads and really helped strengthen um, my faith, mm-hmm. my Christian faith. Mm-hmm. Um, Buddhism actually has, as well as Islam. So that's just how I kick it. Ain't mm-hmm. got shit to do with nothing else. Um, yeah. What were you saying? We have to finish. This is too long at this point. Oh, this Y'all podcast are so is great long for as kicking fuck. It. Yeah, we need to stop. Um, and I got to go to sleep soon. Yeah, you do. You have to go to bed. Um... Yeah, so I'm just, I think to round out that point, it's just, oh, I I ended on all that. Just the respect for death. Like, I'm not finna wear no t-shirt. Yeah. Like that. Yeah, let's take, let's take actionable actions, y'all. Let's, let's actually do that. Let's, you know, call each other in for being anti-black. Let's, you know, not support places or institutions Mm, or... Or things that, you know, are anti-black or mm-hmm. condone or support white supremacy. Even if you love it, you probably have to give it up. Like Zara. I don't know. I might have to break up with Zara at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, you might have to. I might have to. But it's also just decolonizing your goddamn mind. And also, real quick, that was so confusing with all those religious mentions. What was so confusing and to whom? Got it. What? Somebody put that was so confusing with all those religions mentioned. With all those religions mentioned. Confusing to whom? Confusing what to whom? And to whom? Right. Okay. Um so yeah, decolonize your minds. Yeah. 
black people we we can't die anymore it's just yeah. this is has to, we cannot stop fucking killing us yeah and you don't just kill us by police brutality mm-hmm. you kill us by ignoring what we say you kill us by invalidating mm-hmm. what we say you kill us by inviting us to your events and not having a support mm-hmm. black people and black experience you kill mm-hmm. us by inviting us to work accepting us mm-hmm. to work at your organizations and it's violent as fuck and there's nowhere to go and no human resources is not a place for black people it, human resources designed mm-hmm. to protect white people and the mm-hmm. organization not black people you kill us by um inviting us or accepting us to your school and it's trash and it literally renders us silent but we're just there for mm-hmm. your motherfucking numbers not for us mm-hmm. stop killing us mm-hmm. that's all i have to say and what I have to say, because somebody was like, oh, I'm just confused about what you believe. Well, the good thing about what I believe and what about what yeah, about belief systems, period, is that it's not at the mercy of human understanding. What I believe is not at the mercy of human understanding. What I believe can totally confuse you and it means nothing about what I believe. That's delicious. What I believe is what is I believe. What I believe. Mm-hmm. And what I believe is not, is not in so much as what I believe in, it as it as it's not in so much as what I believe in as it is just what it is. Mm-hmm. It is. God said I'm the great I am. Mm-hmm. Not I'm the great understandable thing. Ooh, I'm not babe, the you great into mutually a religious intelligible babe, thing. Rap I, 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 you I, cook you know, cooking still. Hey, all I'm just saying is, you know, I believe what I believe. Okay, babe, you, you talking to I mean? them too much? Rap, please. Okay, I just want, because I'm just saying, yes, like, you know, and no, as they a, say, yes, I my hear religion you. is black. Oh, How about that? Lord. Yes, it is. You know what I mean? My religion is the religion of my ancestors who worked from Kanksy to Kanksy. You know what I mean? All they had, somebody said something so beautiful, I can't remember who that was. Um, they was like, you know, the gospel is, is the gospel is critical. The gospel is beautiful. And Christianity has been so oppressive. It's taken away from people's ability to grab and have the gospel. It's taken people away from God, whatever and whomever God is to whomever. God is in good. It's violent. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. The way it was iterated, but that don't have nothing to do with Christ. Yeah. And I don't have nothing to do with my religious or my my spiritual beliefs, which I'm explaining, even though I don't have to explain that. Yes, babe. You sound so beautiful. Isn't Ebony so smart? He thinks that he's losing his smart because of tea. I hope that this was a reminder to you that you're brilliant. You're just so great on the podcast, babe. I love you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What? That's what you said? I love you? (laughs) (laughs) I love you. Um, thank y'all. We thank love y'all, y'all for too. listening. And yes, I will. I'm hella theological back in the day. Remember, it was somebody, he might have been racist. <laughs> I don't know if he died yet. His name was Pastor Arnold Murray. <laughs> I don't know if any of y'all from around the world used to watch something called The Shepherd's Chapel oh by God. Pastor Arnold Murray. And I used to read that. I used to watch that. I used to read the Bible at with the TV like my auntie remember to sleep in my auntie's bed um some nights before my mom came home from work. Because uh, we poor, we we slept in the bed with our parents because we didn't have money. Um, but that's neither here nor there. But I used to watch Shepherd's Chapel and read Revelations at night with the TV light, and it used to scare me. Oh, yeah. And I used, to, I just, I don't know. Maybe I was kinky because I kept reading it. I kept just reading it every night so I could be scared. I only read Revelations 
at night. This is the, the podcast the good, that never All the good, wholesome Christian. That's my religion. Good, my wholesome Christian sex Ebony maniac freak. That's me. It doesn't. We're going to have a podcast forever. All right, y'all. All this right, all the, right. It's hella scary. Revelation scary as fuck. Don't, don't read it. This light is cute. Bye, Ebony. I'm going to You read Revelations at night Ebony with the, the horsemen. Remember they talk about them four horses? Oh, my God. Ebony, do a podcast about the Bible, okay? Got it. I'll do a Love podcast y'all. episode about the Bible. Thank y'all so Bible much for whore. listening. Bible. <laughs> Somebody said Bible, Bible whore. whore. <laughs> That's hilarious. I love y'all. Holler at y'all. Thank you Peace. so much. We'll have this thing ready for Friday y'all. Friday night fans. We'll have love from ATL. We're going to see y'all soon. Peace. Bye. Bye.